The best health care is there in ways big and small. There when we most and least expect it. We may not see it, but we feel it. It lets us know we're not in this alone. Everyone deserves a healthcare partner who never quits. One who's there for what matters. United Healthcare, there for what matters. It's not just another day in your life. Things are changing for the better. At Comcast, we see those changes and we're thinking about how we use technology today to live, work, learn, and play. And we're building for the future now so we're better prepared for the wants and needs of tomorrow. That's why Comcast is rolling out multi-gig internet speeds to more than 50 million homes and businesses before the end of 2025, making our already industry-leading network even faster, smarter, greener, and more reliable. Over the decades, Comcast has been your partner, working hard to serve your community and we'll continue to be your partner. We're expanding our gigabits so you can enjoy the tiny bits that matter most. Welcome back to another week of the Financially Fit Podcast. I am your host, Andre Creighton. Thank you for those that are back again, continuing to rock with me. I love you guys. I appreciate y'all. I hope that you're getting something fruitful out of this. Uh, And for those that are new, welcome to the show. And I hope that you continue to rock with me and, and that you find something that you can take away and apply to your life and your journey to becoming financially fit. So, um, you know, usually for those that are new, I start off my podcast with a story that's related to our topic. However, but t- today I have something special for you guys. Uh, I'm actually not going to tell a story because we have a special guest, uh, Steven Spears. He is the story. Um, so if everyone welcome Steven Spears, Steven Spears is the senior vice president of Twin Cities Banking for Brimmer Bank. Um, In that role, he oversees secondary marketing, affordable lending, and small business functions, in addition to the banking and meetings commitment to establish a greater presence in serving BIPOC communities and businesses. You know, the really cool thing is Stephen brings over 25 years of financial services experience as a member of the Brimmer Senior Leadership Team, which is really cool. And it's we're very, very fortunate to have someone uh, of this caliber on our podcast here today. So, uh, Mr. Spears, uh, welcome to the podcast. I look forward to our conversation. Um, you know, I told everyone a little bit about you, um, but I would love for you to be able to tell us a little bit more about your role um, as an SVP and, and and a little bit more about yourself. Well, you know, let me first start off, Andre, by thanking you for having me this morning. And, and also just thank you for the commitment and passion to kind of have these conversations. I know that uh, when you first introduced this concept to me, I just thought that it was outstanding and just have been looking forward ever since to being on your on your on your podcast. So a little bit about you know my role and what I do at Bremer Bank. I, I joined the organization about three years ago. 
And if you can kind of look, think about that, I actually joined the, the organization right in the midst of our pandemic. And um, part of what drew me to the organization, <clears throat> excuse me, is really uh, Bremer's commitment, um, specifically from our, our leadership and specifically from our CEO, Gene Crane, who really put together a very uh, thoughtful reaction to some of the unrest that we saw in 2020. Um, in that in that reaction and, and our commitment to really do better in this banking space, you know, as a result of what what was revealed to us in some of the aftermath of 2020, uh, we really focused on three areas of our banking practices that we felt we could do better at or we wanted to do better at. Uh, those three areas being how we address the affordable housing issues that exist within the Twin Cities how we really show up and, and work with our BIPOC entrepreneurs and small business owners. And then finally, really, how do we show up in community, um, specifically in our BIPOC community? So my role is really centered around those three actions that we called out in those banking practices. So I get an opportunity to work within our mortgage area, understanding how we can better serve all individuals, but with a specific focus on understanding how we can better serve um, BIPOC individuals, low to moderate income individuals, um, and making sure that we can try to do our part in closing this housing gap that we know exists um, so prominently here in the Twin Cities. We'll get back to our podcast in a moment, but first. If you're looking for business advice, everyone's got an opinion, an angle, a surefire five-step plan. But if you wanna know whether any of it actually makes sense for your business, who do you turn to? Work with a banker who understands your business goals and how a strong banking relationship can help you achieve them. Work with Bremer Bank, because understanding is everything. Put us to work for you today at bremer.com. Here comes the sun. We all know that solar power can be a big part of the solution for our energy needs. Solar power is clean, renewable, and best of all, that sunshine is cheap and plentiful. Sure, it sounds great to have solar energy added to the mix, but how are you gonna do that? The answer is easier than you think. The answer is Community Solar. Community Solar lets you join a solar farm that produces energy on your behalf. Electricity is produced by your solar farm and goes out to your local power grid. That allows you as a Community Solar member to remain with Excel as your utility and earn solar credits, reducing your normal bill. You save big on electricity while you save the environment. And you can do your part to support clean energy without installing solar panels on your roof. That's right, there's no home visits, no equipment, new equipment, construction, or maintenance. You don't even need to own your home to be a member of a solar farm. Renters can enroll and save too. Right now, if you go to mycleanchoice.com backslash Shaletta, you can get a $100 Visa gift card when you successfully enroll and are placed on a farm. Check it out. You can sign up for your membership in three minutes flat. Shaletta listeners, Get going with Community Solar and get that $100 Visa gift card. Once again, your first step is to go to mycleanchoice.com backslash Shaletta. You know what my family and I are doing for NBA weekend? Child, we are going on vacation. And I mean a real vacation. We will not be crisscrossing the state or the country taking my son Andrew to tour college campuses. We found the right fit for him right here in the Twin Cities. It's Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas. This two-year college will put him on a path to his four-year degree. 
with small class sizes, he'll build personal relationships. And I like the free laptops and books. At Doherty Family College, he even gets free bus fare and free breakfast and lunch. This means he won't have to take on debt to get his education. And just think, my son, a Tommy, and me, a Tommy Mommy. So for MEA weekend, save yourself some time and travel. Do what we did. Go to dfc.stthomas.edu and set up your own tour at Doherty Family College. Our mental health is part of our total well-being. We're worthy of joy and self-care. Because when we see mental health, we see a community that cares. www.cmentalhealth.org Remember how excited those kids were when they got their new gaming consoles? Kind of like how excited I was when I got that new desktop computer. But now, those electronics are old, just gathering dust and taking up space. But I know I don't want it to be taking up space in a landfill. Old electronics commonly contain toxic metals like lead, mercury, and cadmium, and that can contaminate the environment. Did you know that Ramsey County now offers electronic waste disposal through a partnership with Repowered in St. Paul? Dated electronics can be recycled or refurbished and kept out of our waste stream. And even better, it's free for Ramsey County residents. So collect up all your unwanted phones, TVs, VCRs, keyboards, printers, and other electronics that you have stuffed in your closet, basement, or garage. They can be recycled or refurbished and kept out of our waste stream. And don't worry, all the data will be physically destroyed or electronically wiped. To find out more about this new electronics recycling service, go to ramseycounty.us slash electronics. That's ramseycounty.us slash electronics. Remember, recycling is for everyone. At General Mills, our table is your table. And we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity. And then also I work with our small business team and lead our small business team here in the Twin Cities that really, again, has a focus on serving all customers with a particular focus on our BIPOC entrepreneurs. And so over the course of the three years, I really kind of been focused on that uh, and making progress in those areas and have truly enjoyed it. So uh, that's a little bit and uh, maybe too much about what I'm doing here. <laughs> never, never too much, never too much. Uh, you know, you talk a little bit about closing that gap for, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, underrepresented communities that usually can't afford housing, you know, in, in an environment today where interest rates are really high, you know, uh, you know, what are you, what are you seeing? What do you, what is some, what's some advice you have for someone that's maybe thinking about buying a house or even maybe selling their home, right? Cause if you sell your home, you got to go and find one to live in or either, downgrade or something like that. So what, what what's your advice for someone today? Yeah, you know, Andre, you, you hit on a couple points there that um, maybe I'll just elaborate a bit and then kind of go into specifically your answer. You know, the challenge around affordable housing, um, you know, has many facets. Um, and right now we are being forced, uh, faced with a couple of uh, very, very critical issues in there. So that, that really center on the affordability of houses. So we know that over the course of the last three years, we've seen kind of exponential gains in the price of homes. Uh, and now we're faced with what you talked about here. While, you know, not 
not historically high interest rates, meaning over you know a a fifty year period, but certainly near term historical high interest rates. And those two things really you know do combine with with making it even more of a challenge you know to get into a home. And so you know our response, I think the response to that is you know continuing to try to understand how we can position our programs to make sure that they're still the best fit possible in the current interest rate environment. But specific to your question around, you know, what, what is advice around buying or selling a home? Uh, it, it really isn't, um, in my mind, you know, that just driven by the interest rate. So when you buy a home, when you sell a home, it should, it should be a decision based, based upon a number of circumstances within your house, within your life. And if we point on buying a home, you, you certainly feel like you have a need. You understand that buying a home is not just a transaction. Uh, it's a it's a transaction that's going to lead to a long term investment. Uh, and so yeah. you have to try to understand at this point in time, first and foremost, are you ready to buy a home? Meaning that you understand the commitment, understand what it takes to maintain that home. And can you afford the home at the current interest rate? and the current prices prices of the home and the home that you want to be in because i think that you know that's something that we have to understand too if you're not satisfied with the home that you have then you, you're going to regret that significant purchase and unfortunately it's not you know it's not a transaction that that unwinds without some cost so it takes a lot of deliberation it takes a lot of thought but the bottom line is that interest rate is a factor in why you should buy a home but you should never let interest rate um, deter you from purchasing the home unless it is making it cost prohibitive. And at that point, you either have to do two things, wait until potentially interest rates go down or wait until you have saved enough money to play, put down on a, on a down payment so that you can keep your payment within your budget. That's awesome. That's awesome. I really appreciate that. Um, you know, I can appreciate the fact that you say, you know, you shouldn't just think about the interest rate. You know, but I think sometimes, you know, people are thinking about the payment and things of those sorts. Uh, you know, I said I wasn't going to tell a story, but you kind of sparked something in me. So as I was thinking about, you know, the interest rates, you know, I'd love to hear your opinions on, you know, fixed versus variable, especially in a high interest rate environment. I know they always say that if you're going to do a variable uh, interest rate, you probably should get in when the interest rates are high because they're going to come down uh, and hopefully you, you'll, you'll get that. Um, lower interest rate later later down over the life of your loan. Well, my story is my parents got their first house. Uh, They're blue collar workers, didn't really know much about the mortgage side of things. And they got in when it, interest rates were really low on a variable fixed rate or on a variable rate. And then, you know, 15 years go by um, and their bloom payments coming up. The, ra the rate environment was high and they were on the total opposite side of where they wanted to be. Yeah. So I'd love to be able to hear a little bit about um, your thoughts on that. So hopefully the next person can avoid something uh, like that. Sure. Uh, great question. And 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 certainly you know, that idea of a, a variable rate or a fixed rate is something that that should play a part in your decision. And certainly as part of everyone's thought process as interest rates have risen, uh, because typically in a typical market, you're you're having some opportunity uh, on an adjustable rate. We're kind of in a unique market right now where the variable rates really aren't that different than our fixed rate. But 
the, the way that I would answer that, Andre, is that every decision that you make, as you would know, in life, in work, um, needs to be a deliberate decision. So it needs to be well-informed. Uh, and that's absolutely the case within um, purchasing a home and establishing and originating a mortgage. If you're making informed decisions, that's what's most important. So if you understand that if you're going into a variable rate mortgage, if you understand why you're going in there, understanding the benefits and the potential issues that can come across with that, if you're making that decision informed and you're preparing for those inevitable potential changes, both the positive changes, the idea that my interest rate could go down or I may have to refinance, but then taking a look at that and saying, well, what if interest rates don't go down or what if I'm not in a position to refinance? What would I do at that point? And if you don't like that scenario, as you play that story out in both cases, and you know that you can establish a fixed rate, even though that may cost you more today, maybe that is the best informed decision that you can make. So the idea, I won't, you know, I won't make a commitment here today to say that a fixed rate is what everyone should go to versus a variable rate. What I would say is that if you, if you understand and can make an informed decision and you've played your story out on both cases, you have to then understand what is what what potential inevitability are you most comfortable with and then make that decision um, informed. And then hopefully in that case, um, the, the positive outcomes are what what ultimately um, you you experience. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, what I heard was preparation, right? Yeah, you yes. need that preparation and be prepared for the the inevitable. The inevitable. Um, with that, I want to segue then also to you know, part of that preparation is having a banking relationship and and finding a bank that works for you, right? And you know, after the kind of downfall and unfortunate events of SVB Bank, um, I know there's been a lot of anxiety swimming with people around banking in general uh and people are starting to feel like they should have you know two or three or four banks instead of having all their money in one place um can you talk a little bit about you know what, what's your perspective uh, has banking changed uh why or why not why or why or why not um why is a banking relationship important sure sure well you know certainly earlier this year we went through a period of time you know, around that uh, first quarter in march where banks were certainly in the center of the conversation around the news cycle. And we did have some unfortunate failures of banks, um, including the one that you mentioned, SVB. And my quick response to that is, is that um, there, there's typically a unique set of circumstances that really lead to a, a, a bank failure. So has banking changed? My answer to that is that, yeah, banking has changed and we have to change and it and it changes every year. But has banking changed from a safety and soundness standpoint? It has. And in fact, I, I would I would argue and say that we've uh, as an industry gotten more safe and more sound. Uh, probably the analogy, the quick analogy that I make here is that um, we drive cars and we know that uh, there are a lot of gauges that exist within our car We're we're looking at oil pressure. We're looking at uh, temperature. We're looking at pressure and tires. And probably most important, the gauge that we probably pay most important to is uh, our gas level. Uh, and, and generally speaking, we probably only pay as, as, as you know, drivers, we're probably paying attention to that and not really paying attention to the other gauges. So 
from a banking standpoint, we have a number of gauges that we look at, and there's certainly some that are more important than the other, others like the gas gauge. And, and some of that is our liquidity ratios and our capital ratios. And those are ratios that we're looking at consistently as leadership within the bank. And not only are we looking at consistently as leadership within the bank, we're looking at our regulators, and there are a number of different people that are consistently looking at those, those ratios. And so from that standpoint, we're held to a standard of safety and soundness. And so we are managing organizations in a safe and sound way. With that said though, Andre, unfortunate circumstances like what we've gone through in the last three years where we've, where we've gone into a global pandemic, where we've had to resuscitate the economy by artificially pumping in um, uh, uh, resources into it, and then ultimately ending in a case where we have historically high in, uh, inflation, and now we've had to abruptly change interest rates those types of things put stress on even the most highly regulated, the high, most highly, or the most safe and sound process. And unfortunately, in that case, some banks, you know, potentially, you know, may fail if they have not, you know, managed appropriately. But overall, uh, banks are sound. The industry is sound. It is, and it is safe. Going to your point around relationships, absolutely, it's important, you know, to have a relationship and establish a relationship. And I, I would not say that. Um, it, 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 it is a necessity to manage your finances through multiple organizations. I, I think that you can be safe and sound with a organization, but if that is your choice to, to work with multiple, um, then you do that. But when you say that we're a relationship, I think that's where the importance is. Because if you are having a true relationship with an organization and you have a true uh, relationship manager that's working with you, then I would say, and I know this is, this is true at Bremer, we are constantly working to make sure that our customers, whether it's a consumer, small business, <clears throat> or large corporation, we're putting them in the best position possible for their financial situation. And we are taking those things into mind of what not only keeps us safe as a bank, but what keeps them safe as an organization. So relationship does matter. Uh, and that is what you want to find wherever you bank is to make sure that you have a true relationship, which means that that relationship manager understands your unique needs within your business or personal life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're getting close to our time. Unfortunately, uh, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I just have one last uh, question for you. Um, you know, a lot of people don't really understand the difference between a credit union and a bank. Could you just talk a little bit about that? And and then just tell us why, why should someone choose Brimmer Bank? I've heard sure. a lot of great things about Brimmer. So, yeah, well, I appreciate that. And I appreciate hearing great things about Brimmer. Uh, it, it probably would take a little time to really speak about the difference between a, a bank and a credit union, but generally um, the difference, I would say, is that we're, we're certainly regulated by different entities, but a credit union is is a, probably a term that is more, think of a co-op. And so you think of that as being members as part of a credit union, and those members are really technically owners of that credit union, and that functions that way. But the, a big distinction there is that a credit union does work as a quasi-nonprofit organization. Um, a bank which certainly has customers. And as a customer, you do have deposits within a bank. And so you are certainly a big part of that. But obviously, banking organizations work as a for-profit organization. That's probably the biggest distinction. 
Um, and and to your point around you know what you know what is different about Brimmer Bank, um, you mentioned about hearing some of the great things. I, I will go back to the fact of relationship. Uh, there's a couple things that I would say that are important about people to understand about Brimmer Bank, and that is the differences between banks as we operate are very very small. Uh, in terms of, as I said, those gauges, what we do, how we function within the industry. Uh, what is different is culture. Um, and I would say that the, and that we at Bremer Bank have a culture of relationship, that that idea of really truly understanding our customer and really the culture that was really ingrained in us from our founder um, 80 years ago. Um, and Otto Bremer really understood that banking was about lifting communities. And so our culture is different from our purpose of cultivating thriving communities. We do that every day. We do that every day by engaging closely with our consumer customers, our business customers, understanding their needs and maybe making sure that those needs are being met consistently and again, in a safe and sound way. And so, as I said, you know, what banks offer are generally the same, how they deliver it is different. And I would say that I feel, um, and certainly me being part of it, that we do that in a very different way. And that is by truly engaging in relationship banking. Um, and that's what makes us different. And hopefully that's what's driving those positive things that you're hearing in the marketplace. Awesome. Steven Spears, everyone, Senior Vice President, Twin Cities Community Banking for Brimmer Bank. Thank you so much for being here today. As I always say, it's not about how much money you make, the power is in how much money you keep. Thank you so much for being here, Stephen, and we look forward to having you back at another time. Take care. Great. Thank you for the time. Hi, I'm Shaletta Burnage. I'm a media personality, podcaster, and a business owner, but my most important role is mom. Three of my beautiful kids have been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. When I didn't know who to trust or where to turn, I found ACRA. ACRA provides home care services to families all over Minnesota. The care is not one size fits all. They know each one of my kids is unique. They listen to what resources we needed and what's best for our family. I've seen my kids grow and thrive with ACRA's in-home care. While autism is the most common diagnosis among ACRA clients, ACRA offers personalized in-home care services for people with disabilities, chronic illnesses, behavioral diagnosis, and mental illness. They work with children, adolescents, and older folks too. Find out more about ACRA at their website, acrahomecare.org. ACRA helps me provide my kids with a better quality of life. They can do it for your family too. Your research is done and you've made the decision. You're ready to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Here are a few things to know before you go. Vaccinations in Minnesota are free, but bring health insurance information if you have it. It's okay if you don't have health insurance. You don't need it to get the vaccine. Bring your legal ID too, if you're comfortable sharing it. But a legal ID is not required for you to get the vaccine. When you get your shot, you'll get a card with information about your vaccine, or you can keep track on an app. It's easy to find the closest clinic or pharmacy where you can get your free vaccine. Go to vaccines.gov for your nearest location. That's vaccines.gov. 
Children's Minnesota, the leader in specialized health care for kids, is here to raise awareness, standards, the bar, the stakes, the question, the curtain. On raising kids' health to the highest priority, kids need equal access to health care, more pediatric expertise, a voice for change. Kids need us, all of us. So let's raise them up. Children's Minnesota, the kid experts. You know Shaletta makes you laugh. But did you know Shaletta Brundage can also make you think and boost your business? Media personality, activist, and comedian Shaletta Brundage founded Shaletta Makes Me Laugh to celebrate and share the best of black culture. It's a podcasting platform. You can download 10 weekly podcasts hosted by African-American subject experts at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com is also a production house creating broadcast quality commercial content. And Shaletta and her team of storytellers create powerful promotional campaigns to get businesses the brand awareness they're looking for. Some of Minnesota's top businesses trust Shaletta, and you can too. Get out the word about your events and products and get in front of communities of color with ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. She's got the power to help your business.